0: Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and notable Ukrainians from around the globe. Today is Thursday, May 18th, 2023. Today's episode is produced for The Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper published in the US for the global Ukrainian community since 1933. Our guest for this episode is Catherine Marsh, who is a Ukrainian-American journalist and author, and the author of a new book called The Lost Year, A Holodomor Family Secret. Welcome, Catherine. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: thanks so much for joining us today. To start off with, I'd like to get some information about your educational and professional background.
1: Sure. I uh, grew up in Yonkers, New York, um, in the home of my Ukrainian grandmother, uh, who helped raise me. Um, And uh, I uh, went to the public schools there. And then uh, I went off uh, to a boarding school, private school to boarding school, and then to Yale University, where I studied English. Um, And uh, after that, I became a journalist, um, and I wrote and edited for a number of publications, um, including Rolling Stone, Good Housekeeping, The New Republic magazine, Um, and uh, I started writing for young readers um, during that time when I was also a journalist, and I've written um, six books. The Lost Year is my sixth book um, for readers who are ages about 10 to 14, which are known as middle grade readers.
0: Catherine, what about your Ukrainian roots? Where was your family from in Ukraine? And here in Yonkers, New York, was your family actively involved in the Ukrainian community?
1: So my grandmother was from uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. from a small village outside of Khmelnytsky, but the Khmelnytsky uh, Um, And um, she uh, came to this country in 1928, which is... Probably, you know, a sort of tough time to get into the country because in 1924, um, there were changes in the immigration law to reduce the number of people coming from Asia and also uh, Southern and Eastern Europe. Um, So she had a very hard time getting into the country. And um, this is a story I like to share when I talk to young people, um, because she had to go to she went to Mexico. Um, She tried to get into New Orleans, couldn't get in, ended up in Cuba. And finally, she did have a brother who was in Chicago who'd come earlier in 19, I think he came in uh, 1911 or so 1912 and he was able to help arrange a paper marriage for her so she was able to get into the country um so she uh came to chicago where he was living and then eventually moved to new york city where she met my grandfather who was actually from belarus um and so they had a kind of a mixed what i guess you would now call a mixed uh household um where there was russian spoken um and also ukrainian Um, And they were, uh, you know, involved with the uh, church um, and they eventually opened a bar in East 10th Street, which served the community of people there who were from, you know, all different parts of the the former Soviet Union. Um, And my grandmother spoke Ukrainian. She spoke Russian. She spoke some Polish. Um, She had a Polish grandparent. Um, So that was the uh, background that I came from.
0: You typically write mystery novels, but your latest book, The Lost Year, A Hallow the Family Secret, is not that. So why was a change of direction and for whom is this book written?
1: Well, I will correct you on that. The Lost Year actually is a mystery as well. Um, And, uh, you know, I ended up writing this book because I grew up when I was five years old, I moved down with my parents, Um, we were living in the Hudson River Valley area. And we moved into my grandmother's house in Yonkers. um, And she became like a second mother to me, I was an only child. um, And she was you know, my my second mother, my sibling, everything. And I used to spend a lot of time in her room listening to her tell stories about Ukraine and her childhood there, and specifically the sisters um, and brothers she left behind who stayed there. Um, And that part of the family, uh, she kept in touch with through letters and spent 70 years writing back and forth. And I remember as a little girl, those letters coming in the airmail envelopes and how excited she would get to be able to, communicate and hear about how her family was um and so i basically decided to write the lost year because i remember that just you know the sadness my grandmother felt being separated from from her family um and her native land and specifically you know she did talk about um you know and tell me about the whole of the more and i remember hearing about it but she had a a cousin who was able to actually come in 1933 and so had lived through the famine um and she used to tell a story about how in the village that winter there was no noise at all it was totally quiet um and because people had eaten all the animals even the dogs and cats and i remember hearing that story as a young person and being really you know, thinking how horrendous this was. And yet when you went outside of the community, nobody knew about this famine. Um, And so as a journalist, uh, I was interested in sort of telling the story and why, uh, you know, that piece of history had been suppressed um, and the role of also a uh, American journalist, Walter Durante, in, in misreporting it. Um, And I also wanted to just sort of tell a story about um, what it was like to, you know, both uh, for people who were there in Ukraine and people who were relatives who'd made it to the U.S. but were deeply, deeply worried about their families like my grandma.
0: So you mentioned family letters and your grandma's stories. How much other research did you have to do for this book?
1: Oh, I did a lot of research. I um, I did everything from you know, I I went through a lot of the oral histories that ex that are out there. Um, I de- I talked to family members both in this country, um, and in Ukraine, and I actually had a relative in Ukraine go back to our family village and look for records at the local kind of library archive um and he couldn't find any which is which is quite typical a lot of those records never existed or were destroyed but i you know and and then i definitely read tons of academic books talked to scholars i had three different scholars who read through the story um in drafts and helped me sort of you know approach historical accuracy as much as possible um so it was it was really you know a um a book that was for me, a labor of love, because I wanted to tell this story and felt like it was something that, and and I started the book, I want to point out in 2019. Um, so this was you know before the big invasion in February of 22, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the, the sort of really large attack. So I was writing this story thinking that a lot of Americans wouldn't even know much about Ukraine, um, especially kids. Um, And, uh, of course, when the book came out, um, that was not the case, unfortunately. Um, But this I feel like this book gives some historical context for what's going on today.
0: So when was the book actually published?
1: The book was published um, this past January and I finished it. It was an interesting story because I was actually in copy edits um, in February of twenty two. Um, and we had found I had really wanted an artist to do the cover who was Ukrainian, and we found a wonderful artist who is from Kharkiv, um, whose name is Maria Sklyarova, and she was working on this um, and actually had to leave Kharkiv um, and uh, you know move west, um, and so she she actually did this cover in the midst of the war in a war zone, and I was able I had time to sort of do some some additions to my author's note but the book was really finished um you know by that point so but it's the story i think has become more and more relevant
0: do you still have family in ukraine
1: i do i do have family in ukraine yes
0: and are you Um, in contact with them and i am how have they been impacted by the russia ukraine
1: war Oh, boy. Well, that that is that is a tough one. And, you know, when I talk to young people and we talk about some of the historical parallels between 1932, 33 and 2022, 23. Um, one of the ones that I always say that's the most personal to me is is the worry I feel about their situation. Um, you know, the same way I know my grandma worried about them uh, both during the whole of the war and then also during World War Two. Um where she lost actually her brother in that, uh, war. But, um, so, uh, you know, they are, they are, uh, they're safe right now. Um, I do have a family member who's in Kyiv. Um, and so, you know, they're under bombardment, um, but they are, uh, you know, they're strong people and, uh, they're optimistic. So I do worry about them though.
0: What are some of the key themes that you hope your American audience will take away from this book?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think it's really important. I wanted to write as someone who's both a journalist and someone who is interested in Hola the more in the importance of understanding disinformation. And I think that that's, that is a theme, both media literacy and disinformation, that is really relevant and to a lot of young people today. But they don't understand that this also has a historical, um, you know, that there's, there's a historical context for disinformation. And what happened in Holodomor, Holodomor was very much um, a case of disinformation, both in terms of Stalin denying that the famine was happening, in terms of Walter Durante reporting that people were, you know, hungry, but not starving. Um, And I think, uh, for an American audience, particularly young readers, seeing how that disinformation shaped history for a very long time is, I think, a very important kind of lesson to understand. Um, you know, the book, the book is also about the importance of oral history and um, family stories. And a lot of what I sort of learned um, about Ukraine was from my grandmother's stories, and I think it's it's really valuable to get those those sort of oral histories and to give them the type of respect um that you know we we give other types of historical documentation
0: so you mentioned you began writing the book in 2019 mm-hmm. that was published this year.
1: yes, how <laughs>
0: difficult was it to get this book published?
1: Well, it wasn't terribly difficult in the sense that once, you know, I proposed the story, my editor was very excited about it. But it took me several years, it, you know, to write it, to research it, um, you know, to uh, for for them to sort of put the book together. And um, all of this, of course, happened during the COVID pandemic. And that is also a theme of the book. The book starts just to, so readers know what it's about. The book starts um, in March of 2020 which was, you know, I think we all remember that spring as a really sort of frightening, discombobulating time. And it's about a 13-year-old boy, Matthew, who's really into the video game Legend of Zelda. And he is uh, stuck at home, um, you know, not going to school. And his great-grandmother, who's Ukrainian, has moved into the house to protect her from COVID, from her nursing home. And he discovers a photo of her when she was his age and with another girl and he shows it to her and she bursts into tears and is very upset and he realizes that there's something about this photo um that you know suggests that she's been keeping a secret and that is the sort of story then we go back into the past into 1932 and 33 and we meet um a family the Lomachenko family and three cousins um including one who is uh in Kiev and is the daughter of a uh, Ukrainian couple, one who's in the countryside and has a more of a Kulak background and one who is growing up in East New York um, with a Ukrainian parent and a Belarusian parent, just like my mother did. So she spent her, part of her child in, in East New York, Brooklyn. So that is the story that I unfold. And it was hard to write. It was hard to write both emotionally, structurally, historically. Um, and, uh, you know, and and so... That is why it took three years.
0: (laughs) And do you think non-Ukrainians are much more aware of Ukraine today as a result of the war?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, Mike, I've been to so many schools at this point now. um, And, you know, I went to four or five states around the country. And in every school, whether it was rural or urban or, you know, small or big, the kids... All know because I start with this. I, I have a picture of an American flag and a Ukrainian flag in the book, and all of them know that Ukrainian flag, and all of them know that Ukraine um is under attack, that there's a war going on. Um, so it I feel like there is that awareness, but that is kind of where it ends for most Americans. I they don't know sort of more of the history. Um, and I think this book is is um important, not just for, you know, someone who is a reader who is, uh, has Ukrainian heritage, but for an American so that they understand a little bit more about the context, um, you know, of of what's going on now, and a little bit more about the history. Catherine, we're just
0: about out of time, but I did want to ask you, are you working on any new books
1: Yes, I am. I actually have, I, I write in different genres. And so I have a, um, a book that's a Greek mythological fantasy coming out. That's very different than the last year. And I think was kind of actually a nice change for me just because the last year was such an emotional book and such a personal book for me. And so it was nice to do something that was a little bit easier, um, in a sense. Um, but I'm also excited for that book, which is a sort of, uh, a feminist retelling of the Medusa story.
0: And where can our audience find a copy of your book? The Lost Year, A Hello, the More Family Secret.
1: Yeah, The Lost Year is available um, pretty much everywhere books are sold. It should be at your local independent bookstore, which is where I always try to send people first. Um, but also uh, it is available, you know, on uh, Amazon, other places that that sell, uh, you know, that sell books. So and there's also an, a wonderful audio book I want to point out, which is done um, by several voice actors who have uh, Slavic backgrounds. So it's really uh, I've been told it's a very interesting and, and vibrant way to to hear the story.
0: Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today on Krenice. Thank you. Proszę doze. I have been speaking with Catherine Marsh, who is a Ukrainian-American journalist and author, and her newest book is The Lost Year, A Whole Other More Family Secret. And this episode of Koninitsya has been produced for The Ukrainian Weekly, a podcast series about interesting and noteworthy Ukrainians from around the globe. I'm Mike Burek, your host and producer of Koninitsya. Until next time... That's all for now.